Welcome back to Therapists Watching Bravo. I'm Madeline. I'm Amanda. And we co-host the podcast together, and we are Therapists Who Watch Bravo. And now we are on the final episode of the reunion for Vanderpump Rules. And wow, what a journey. We all survived. I just am really proud of all of us for getting this far. Truly. There's like a part of me that's still so obsessed with it, and then also a part of me that's sick of it too. I know. I'm like ready to put it down in some ways. In other ways, I was like, wow, like... I'm going to kind of miss like James and Lala going back and forth and I'm just going to miss some of that. And I can't stop at the same time. I know. And what are they going to do next season? Lots of questions. Lots of questions. But before we dive in, how you doing, Madeline? You know, I'm doing fine and dandy. I'm kind of tired. Um, It's been a, been a big, (laughs) it's been a big week. Uh, Lots of marketing stuff, lots, lots of like social things, which is great. I love being social. I think I, I think I ride the line of being extrovert, introverted. I don't, I don't know exactly where I stand nowadays, but you know, so sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm energized by this. And then this week I'm like, okay, I need to like lay down and not talk to anybody for like 10 hours. So that's probably my like weekend plans. Can't wait for that. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. And I'm going to like paint my shed. We, we might go to the United game on Saturday actually. So I might have to just continue being social and it's fine. Just keep it going. (laughs) We'll just keep it rolling. Other than that, everything's, everything's great. How are you, Amanda? I am okay. Um, our cat Sammy lives on I mean, on his ninth life. He is a hero and a legend. We now, with our nine-month-old in the mornings, he's been waking up at the crack of dawn at five forty this morning. With that, and with us getting ready for work, we now have to inject Sammy with insulin twice a day. <laughs> it's not funny, but we ha- to control his diabetes, we have to monitor his diabetes with a human contraption oh my god and they said if you call for tech support don't tell them it's for a cat because they frown upon that oh my god really that's drama it's drama it's drama we gotta be low-key oh my god low-key about his glucose monitor wow um and we have to inject him with fluids with a little iv bag and give him pills so that's a whole thing you're like a full vet clinic over here in the johnson household i'm not only a therapist i'm a vet yeah look at you just living this double life (laughs) like how is it you know living the double life so i'm tired but we are excited to um dive in so yes let's get into it let's get started uh, and we'll, we'll kind of do that with the same format that we did on our last episode of we're just going to go through the points that really grabbed us the most from the show and yeah. then talk about them um of like what it brings up for us uh, yeah. mental health wise yeah have our little takeaways embedded and we'll just go for it keep it going so madeline you want to start? Oh, okay. I just wanted to start with, um, you know, the my favorite part, the most iconic part to me was f- go fuck yourself with the cheese grater. I will be saying this for the rest of my life. It literally <laughs> caught me off guard so much. And I just I just loved it. I just thought it was like Ariana's little quips that she had throughout. Like, She's quick. Oh my gosh. It was great. And like, I know you like Harry Potter. Like I was dead a dementor like I (laughs) could not with that that was so funny so I just really enjoyed a lot of her little quips that she had um and she she got some licks in my gosh and it's interesting because it seems like she had thought about what she was gonna say oh yeah but then it also seems like the opportunity really presented itself it did it did I mean she like there was one point when she like went off on Tom and I was just like I don't think I was blinking I was like holy cow like she is devouring him so it was it was wild so lots of good quips from her it was so wild and so intense 
and funny. And then I do also feel sad for Raquel too. I know, I know. I like I I feel sad for everybody but Tom Sandoval. I think like in a different way. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. And Raquel's not blameless, obviously. No, no, but, no. You know, there's there's a lot there, and we'll get into that. But there there's just so much with that. Uh, yes, totally. Um, so like the other thing we were kind of noticing throughout the, um, you know, Ariana was going at Raquel, obviously, but then Tom could only like mimic people. Oh my God. I was so annoyed by that. He was literally like, okay. He would say like a few things here and there, like about like Lala and Randall and like, what was the other thing he was talking about? Oh, like Oliver and like Lala knowing about it before. Like, so he was trying to get some digs in there. But, like, I, he was just deflect, deflect, deflect. Like, I'm literally going to mimic you in a voice and be seven years old. I can't remember the word he was saying, but he just kept mimicking James. Oh, well, yes. He was doing his, his accent, accent, and it was a horrible British accent. So, not not a proud moment for him. But, yeah, I just, I noticed that. I was, like, literally just deflecting at every turn that he could. And I'm like, he, I just really felt like he didn't have a lot of legs to stand on, really. No, and it just kept... Seeming like he was going to do anything to have people not see the point. Oh, yes. Like anything to boop, 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 deflect, deflect, get them angry, get them talking about something else. It just seems like that was like one of his moves. Wait, did you see the part where he was talking to Ariana and he's like... I can't remember exactly how they said it, but it was like, oh, like you, your tactic is to talk over people when they say something wrong about you. I was like, Jesus, this is hard to watch. Like, yes. And I just feel in my heart that that was probably coming from Sandoval, but yeah, just calculated, just calculated, calculated deflection, literally. Yes. At every turn, just trying to, trying to control the narrative as much as he can. It's exhausting. And it would also be so hard to be, it'd just be awful to be in a relationship with someone like that. Yeah. Like anything you are trying to bring up that hurts you or something that happened or something you're not okay with, right. deflect, deflect, deflect onto a next. And he yeah. was onto, if you saw the Peacock version, I think it was like with the extra parts. Which is so great. Would so recommend. Great. 10, 10. Um, <laughs> but he was talking about, at one point he was talking about what was the actual definition of a mistress. And that wasn't Raquel because of some <sighs> nuance or technicality. And it is just like anything to miss the point anything to not attend to what he did was wrong right like just all of that it's exhausting it's hurtful it's just gross 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 couldn't agree more i think like this other point that madeline and i were talking about shifting gears a little bit um is after the reunion obviously it was fascinating but we also left with this heavy sense yeah. Like heavier than normal, I would say. Yeah. Especially when we saw those last five minutes of Raquel talking. Yeah, it was unsettling. And I, f- there, I hadn't felt for her like that yet. Yeah, because I feel like we got a window into mm-hmm. how presumably like toxic yeah. Tom and Raquel's relationship seems. Right. And I think to even use a big word... A, emotionally abusive yeah manipulative oh yeah and beyond belief we don't use that word lightly but we felt like we wanted to call attention to it yeah so it doesn't just get like glossed over glossed over yeah because this is really terrible stuff that yeah. was that is happening and that's happening to raquel it doesn't right. excuse her actions right 
but it wasn't like she was just this horrible person wanting to hurt people. I think she was really vulnerable, and I think Tom knew that and took advantage of that. Yeah, that you know, that's like the one of the big reasons I became a therapist, and one of my favorite things about being a therapist is seeing something as a nuanced gray situation, which I would argue most things in life are. A hundred percent. And and so it was really interesting, you know, taking a nuanced stance with Raquel. And again, like, I know I, all of us are like, there's this like mob mentality against her, which I understand. I think the tone is changing a little bit though yeah, after that. I think so too. I think so too. And I, I, it was, it was hard to watch her cry and like, you could tell her tears were saying something more than just like, I'm sorry. It was like, yes. I'm scared. Yes. I'm, I'm like pulled between a lot of things. I'm isolated. It was, it was sad. I felt like you could see her, like, which I think is really common for people in these situations. Yeah. I'm sure people were looking at it and could relate. Right. And you could just see her flip-flopping and not knowing what to do, understandably, because it's an impossible situation. Yeah. So she's either, like, honest, which yeah. I do think a part of her in that last five minutes was trying, wanting to be yes. honest. Yes, I agree. There's, I, I yeah. believe that. But then if she was honest... She's totally isolated. Mm -hmm. She has no friends. The whole world hates her. If she's honest, she's going to lose Tom, which is really sad that Tom is the (sighs) only person she has. And he's awful. We got even more windows into that. And if she outs him, then she's going to lose. And not just lose him, but I bet he's going to be awful as fuck to her. Right. Like, oh yeah. Terrible, mean. Oh yeah. He's uh, shown his colors. Like spin we, it on yeah. her of right. like how this is her fault or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. so I just that was really upsetting and disturbing to see. Yeah. yeah, it was. And I think honestly, it made me think about people who like have been in relationships like that, who have been felt manipulated. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of like mind games with Tom. And yeah. it's just, I know that has to be exhausting. And she's, she was a vulnerable person. Yeah. She just gotten out of a relationship with yeah. James, which yeah. that also wasn't a great relationship. No. She's trying to figure out who she are, who she is. Yeah. Uh, financially, she had talked about James would pay for everything. She's trying right. to figure that out. Yeah. Tom's older. She's newer on the show She's... and wants to get more clout. Like, there's so many things with that that just kind of give me the ick. And it just makes me sad that she's, it's... like, he's so into, like, spinning the specifics of a narrative. Which, you know, we were touching on earlier, like, and off mic, we were talking about, like, you know... It's already too far gone. I don't know why he's trying to change the narrative and control it so much. I mean, I guess I do know why. But, like, you know, it's, like, it's too far gone. Like, if you're saying... We all know that you slept together at Tom and Ariana's house. Like, we all know that. Why is that, like, the thing? And so it's, it's hard to watch you know, Raquel, like, try to keep all the secrets and keep all these, like, narratives straight. And, you know, she clearly wants to matter to Tom. So it, it made me... Sad in more ways than one, you know, watching that. Yeah, it was sad. And it felt like there was also kind of this interesting, and I think this happens in other relationships too, of like this power imbalance of yes. Tom having more fame, more money. Um, that's attractive to Raquel. And then yeah. at the same time, detrimental right. too. And a part of what kind of keeps you in this really unhealthy, scary dynamic that makes you, that appears to make her. And I think some other people, 
more isolated, more alone, harder to get out of. It gets yeah. really confusing on what is the right thing, especially right. when it's just like the two of you. Yeah. And you're hearing him spin and spin and spin and spin. Yep. It's really easy to lose track of of what is right yep. and what is wrong. Yep. And I feel like we really saw like how vulnerable she was and like really thinking that they were gonna be a thruple. Oh man, that was that was tough. It I was, was like really what? tough, and she she seemed, really uh, she meant it. I yeah, think like I think she was so like, too. yeah, I love Ariana. Like, why couldn't we have done that? And it's like, whoa, like you know, she's in deep. She's in deep, and I think we wanted to touch on it and kind of call out mm-hmm. the behavior for what it was of yeah on that spectrum of abuse yes. of manipulation because this happens all of the time it does like when, and you're yeah. not stupid no you're not stupid if you get into a relationship like that smart women all the time all get the into time. these types of relationships all the time they are masterminds at yep. manipulating and spinning right. and controlling things and coaching yeah it's really easy to get sucked into one of those things especially when a part of getting sucked into it is being isolated is being pulled away from your other friends right is being told if this gets out you're going to be like the shittiest person in the entire world right we don't know exactly what was said but like you could see in those last five minutes Raquel being like if that got out yes yeah, that would be horrible right and also this really confusing juxtaposition of like we all know that that happened yeah yeah it's yeah like we all knew like bravo fans have been on it you know like on the interwebs like we knew these things not even like on it because of the sleuthing but because it's so obvious oh yeah that too like the affair was so horrible right of of course like logic would say you know yeah that that happened and you know like speaking of smart this happens to smart women all the time like i mean to be fair like i mean ariana and tom their beginnings were much different than you know raquel and tom but you know i think i see ariana as this like and i feel like the public sees ariana as this like strong you know woman and even she was affected by tom and would you know play his game because she loved him and because she respected him and she wanted to, you know, put him first. And so, you know, like she I, kept saying, I'm ride or die for the relationship. Right. I loved you would have gone with you anywhere, anywhere. would have followed you anywhere. And so, you know, I think this, these are the things that, you know, this is how love can affect us and how, you know, desire can affect us and wanting to belong all these things. And so it's, it is sad watching Raquel, like wa- wanting to belong and wanting to be a part of Tom's life. And it, just, you know, kind of, you know, crumbling in her face. Yeah. And I think like one of the takeaways I have from this, it's so hard because obviously what Tom and Raquel did is like, not especially Raquel meaning the blame on her, but her actions of how it lost her, all of her friends, the point I'm coming Mm -hmm. to is what's so hard is if you, or if you have a friend who is in this type of relationship that seems like very unhealthy, very toxic, you notice that they are being isolated, you notice that they yep. are not being treated well. I think one of my takeaways is if that's you, or if that's somebody that you love and really care about, stay connected to them. Yes. Stay connected. Do not lose that tether to them. Right. And that doesn't mean maybe like hanging out 24 yeah. seven or even on a regular basis anymore, but not Losing their support and not letting that, making sure that person knows if it's your friend in a bad relationship, I'm going to be here no matter what. Right. So even if she's kind of cut, the friend in the abusive relationship is kind of cutting you off, you keeping that door open. Yeah. Because that support is really important. Yeah. 
it crossed my mind whenever they were like, there was a point when Raquel stood up and walked away and there it crossed my mind. I was like, God, this mental load for her must be a lot. And again, not that, not condoning what she did, not an angel, but like, you know, at the same time, like, I'm scared for her to be isolated. Me too. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. You want her to have not support from Ariana or somebody, but somebody to help her and help pull her out of that. Right. And I can't remember if this stat is for abusive relationships or for rehab, but the sentiment is the same that it takes someone on average seven tries to leave an abusive relationship. Yep. It takes over and over and over to gain the courage to Mm -hmm. get yourself out of that situation. Yeah. And that takes. Holy shit, that takes courage. It takes a lot of courage. You are a badass to get out of that situation. 100%. And my point is to going back, kind of the mental health takeaway, is like keep that connection. Yes. Keep that just thread there. Right. Um, So they don't get, they know they have some support if if they're trying to figure out how to leave. Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, So we just wanted to acknowledge that kind of heavier part. Yeah. Um, Because I think it, like, again, like, that's the beauty of Bravo in a lot of ways is, like, it translates to, like, your real life a lot of times. I mean, yeah, of course, like, we're not, like, working for Lisa Vanderpump at Sir, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, not in the literal sense, but, like... I think we've all known someone who's been in a bad relationship. Totally. Like, we've seen these dynamics play out in different ways. And it leaves you as a friend being like, what do I do? Right. What do I do? I see the stuff that's not healthy that's going on. Yeah. And to just be like, F your boyfriend, I don't like them. Right. It, it's a tricky thing. Yeah, it, t- it definitely is. I think keeping some like tethered of connection, that's, that's perfect. Totally. Uh, so kind of like pivoting a little bit, I think that this, or my takeaway was, I think this may be one of the reasons why the producers said like, oh, the cast needs time to figure out what to do. I felt like the producers also needed time to figure out what to do yeah. because it's heavier than a scandal. I know. There's a lot there. I don't know how, honestly, I really don't know how they're going to pivot. I could see them being like, whatever, throw them all in this show again and see what happens. Like, I could see them trying to be more like, you know, sensitive to the situation. I, don't, I am really interested to see how they approach it. Me I don't too. know what they're going to do. I know. I could I could really see it going a lot of different ways. I yeah. think it'll be interesting to see if Tom and Raquel come back. Part of me thinks Tom, like, isn't going to come back because his facade is up. Right. The narrative is no longer serving him. It's no longer serving him. Nobody's letting it play out anymore. So what is he getting out of it? He's just going to go leech off somebody else (laughs) and get admiration and adoration from whoever else. Yeah. And then I also fear... I don't see how it would be healthy for Raquel to come back. I I don't know. I don't think that she would. Because this just feels like a situation where you like cut ties and go separate ways and yeah. you get support from other people that you didn't hurt in this. I don't and see I want a redemption. her to have that. Yeah, me too. I, I don't see a rede- redemption arc for her. Like Lala said something on Watch What Happens Live. She was like, look, like I want her to be well and I just don't think reality TV is the space for her. And I thought that's kind of a good way to put that. Like, you know, I just don't know if this is serving her anymore. No, and, and then it just makes me think as like a viewer too. I'm like, that's just sad to see. Like, that's yeah. not... Yeah, I don't think sad. I want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. Like, I, we've seen her get beat up plenty, and there was yes. some, you know, and that was that was good enough for me. And I, you know, I understand Ariana and all of them, like, going after her, and then also, it's like, damn, that's just heavy. And then yeah. to have, like, another season of that, yeah. 
I just don't, that's not going to put any, that's not what anybody in this situation needs. It doesn't, it also doesn't help Ariana and Lala and them. No, I totally they agree. They need space. They need yeah. to go heal. Not Lala, really. She doesn't really need to heal. Right. <laughs> Ariana. Like, yes. They need space. They need to go their separate ways. Right. It just feels I, ick. Yeah, no, it feels very ick if she was to come back. But I, I will say I could also see Tom coming back, like Sandoval coming back in a way because I could see him being like, this is my freaking turf, like step, step off. So I could see him going either way. He's, I, to me, he's going to be a toss up. I know. Which, I agree. That'll be interesting. I agree. I can really see it either way. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a wild card, but he's not, you know, it's just like, uh, I could see it going either way. Okay, switching points. Um, okay, Madeline, you want to talk about Schwartz's comment? Oh, yes. Okay, I was in, as I'm sure many of us are who are who have been taking in this Vanderpump content, I was in a group chat with a lot of my girlfriends from college, and it was, like, constantly going off. Um, and some we I was talking about this in the group chat. I was talking about, I don't, I didn't really get... Uh, I, I didn't really get the comment that Schwartz said to Ariana. And I, he said it like in the middle of stuff. It was, it was just a weird interjection. And he was like, Oh, don't you think it's weird that like at the worst point of your life, like everyone is ra- rallying around you. And I didn't know what his tone was about, but then Ariana started to cry and it was like, I don't know. It did. It, it was tricky because it did seem like a part of her wanted to acknowledge that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she answered the question. Yeah, she did. And she was like, and I could see how, of course, she like needed that. I think it is what helped got her through, get yeah, her she, through all this. She said it kept me going. Right. But it was just like interesting because like I felt like watching that, that because it just seems so, which is like classic Tom. Yes. Misattuned, mistimed, yes. not paying attention to anything, throwing right. things in yep. that land poorly because he's just not just kind of in his own world yeah um and like i read it and i don't think i want to hear how you read it but i read it as he was trying to get a dig in and i just like didn't understand that like he had like a weird ass tone with it and i was just like what are you getting at here and i could so see what you're saying because it did feel like kind of trying to be one of those sneaky digs yeah yes uh yeah like it was kind of shady but at the same time like it's good that people wrapped around her i just like i I feel like he missed the mark with that personally, and I feel like his charm is wearing off. I totally agree. His charm is wearing off and has been wearing off. Yeah. Because it's really annoying to just be charming, but to just like hurt people and like right. not care and have your charm cover up the way that you hurt people, like oh, I just yeah. said. I, the way I interpreted that comment was as a weird deflection. Yes. To yeah. get the heat off his friend to get the heat off him yeah. to change the tone of the story right to make it not so bad because i also feel like i don't know if you guys are familiar with the enneagram but it also kind of striked me as like an unhealthy enneagram 7 comment oh interesting of in what i mean by that you don't have to know the enneagram is they hate being in pain yeah. they do not like any negative emotions they want everything to be fun and playful yeah. and lighthearted and positive all the time yeah. so i also wondered if it was like trying to oh it's this bad time in your life but you shot to fame so like what's that like like right. a reframe on the shitty oh, situation. I can see that too. Wait, do you think he's a seven or nine? 
I could see both. I don't know. I'd, ha- I'd have to ponder more. I just, yeah. I could see nine, though. I mean, I'm biased because I'm a nine, and I see the unhealthy traits in him, and I'm just like, ooh, it's just, like, tough. But I actually could also see a seven. I feel like those get mistyped more than we say. I think so, too. Yeah. We could, we could do a whole other thing on oh that. Oh, my God. We could go into that. I'm an Enneagram three, in case anyone was wondering. Yes, we got a three and a nine here. Three and a nine together. We could do the Enneagram of Bravo. That would be fun. <gasps> oh, my I God. Love that. Let's do that. <laughs> We could do that. I love it. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I guess our next point. Oh, I kind of going back to Tom and Raquel. One of the things that I just hated, and also again felt sad for Raquel, of she was talking about in her five minute clip of like wanting to get their story straight, and it just kept ugh. feeling. Tom was, again, spinning this narrative of getting the story straight. Yes. And that would be less hurtful. And that would be kind and nice of them to do that. Which is such bullshit. It's bullshit. Getting the story straight was lying. Yes. Was manipulating. Right. Was not taking accountability. Was self-serving. Was trying to preserve his image. Right. And he's using it in this, like, sugar-coated way of we had to align and get our story straight. To not hurt people. And again... He just totally doesn't get the point. No. And Raquel just being sucked into that. Yeah. And thinking that that was going to help. It just, that was just like another thing that made me like feel ick. Yeah. No, I just, it's hard to watch Tom, like Sandoval, just be self-serving and then try to spin it as like, like he even said, and no like, one believes it. no, like no one's buying what you're selling. Like How stop. Arrogant. Like, I know. I know. Like, honestly, <laughs> I think we talked about this before, but it is really satisfying. There's something really satisfying about watching everybody go up against him and be like, you're disgusting. Like, cause I think that we, again, like have people in our lives that represent personality types like Sandoval. Well, and it takes a long time to understand what they're doing. Yep. You just, I, it starts off good. Yep. It's fun. It's whatever. And like, I think we also had on the show, like Tom seemed like he would always have everything ready and was so extra yep. and so fun and like right. would go all out for all of these things. Smoke and, and mirrors, damn it. Smoke and mirrors. And then uh, it gets not so fun and mm-hmm. some jabs, some digs and some manipulation and oh, I didn't mean it that way or I'm just trying yes. to look out for you. And then it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse but it's this very confusing thing yes and it takes it takes people who understand what's going on yeah to understand what's going on oh yeah and i think they've been privy to like seeing all of his bs for so long that they have like caught on to and so is it is a america setting in yes. that way yes like they have all caught on to his patterns and so have we and so it was there was something satisfying about like him being caught and called out for that and just not letting it happen anymore yeah like block like when he made that awful t-shirt comment oh they're just my like, god you're horrible that's rage awful. i had a rage i was yes. just like oh my rage. dear god and then also you're happy that it's like finally like no yeah. No, like, we're not doing it. Yeah, no one put up with it. And I also think the shitty part about a dynamic like that is understandably it makes the other person look crazy. Yeah. Because you get reactive, mm-hmm. you are yelling, you are... Yeah, oh, that's a good point. You get so reactive and then you look crazy and it right. facilitates this like terrible dynamic thing. of like gaslighting which I know that's like such a big word nowadays but that it can become that when it's like oh like I'm gonna say this thing and then you're gonna look like you're the triggered one and you're like the one spinning out when the reaction was totally appropriate in my opinion yeah and it's just one of those tricky things people need a lot of time to really understand what it is and it's just I feel for anybody in that type of 
position. And again, coming back to our earlier takeaway, of, yeah. that's why you want to stay connected to these people. That's right. It's really hard. I mean, I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to do, but if it is somebody you really love and care about, yeah. keep that tether open. I agree. Not saying you have to be involved in the relationship, but those people need yeah. support when they finally decide to Yeah, just exit. like a judgment-free space where yes. you're not like yeah. condoning what they're doing either. I but... also didn't like to go on a little bit of a tangent, but I'll bring it in. Like when Lisa's like, how did you not see it? How did you not see it? Don't make these people feel stupid. Again, yeah, they're not stupid. I know. This happens to so many people. Yeah. Smart ass women. Yeah. Get and everyone, you know, it just don't make them feel stupid. I just really liked what you said of a non-judgment free. It's just support. Yeah. I'm here. How can I help? Right, right. I agree with that. All right. Winding down, one last point that just enrages me is like <laughs> fuck that Tom is off playing his shows oh. and Raquel is in a mental health facility. Literally. I feel like that fuels that women are the crazy ones. Uh-huh. Pinning it more on Raquel than on Tom. Like the patriarchy. Fuck that the like patri- men I'm are so- just gonna go do whatever they want. Women are gonna pay the price. Yeah. That just was really upsetting to me. I could not agree more, Amanda. It's so so infuriating. And I feel like I don't know, like there was a clip where Lala was talking to Raquel and it's like women always get the blame. And you know, I think like the reason I want to soften towards Raquel, like I I want to, sh- I want that narrative to shift because I just don't think it's fair. It's not. Um, and you know, I, yes, like I, again, she's not blameless and like neither is fucking Sandoval. And like, he's the one kind of spinning. I see him and in he, my opinion is the one spinning the web. And he also for a broader context was the one in the relationship. Right. I mean, also it was messed up that Raquel was also best friends with Ariana. Right. Yes, yes. That's a whole but nother layer. I hate that typically if, we right. do this to broaden to the audience. Right. It does feel like the women get the heat if there's like an affair going on instead right. of your husband or your boyfriend or your partner. I mean, TVT to Sheena at the beginning of Vanderpump yep. when Brandy, what's her face, had to come talk to her. Yep. And you know, it's just like. Brandy keeps going after Sheena. I know. Years like, and years later. Alone. And not her husband that cheated on her. I mean, yeah, I just, I, that always has historically just really angered me and so it's hard to watch that it also doesn't help anything yeah it doesn't help you be in a better relationship it doesn't help your marriage yeah when you just go after the affair partner right right it doesn't help at least you had a dead end yeah and it it lets your person off scot free yeah literally i mean i do you are you allowed to be angry at that person hell yeah like i'd be pissed too if somebody slept with austin i'd be like okay i don't like you at all and goodbye but like i would have a lot of but like, your beef is with Austin. My beef would be with Austin. You know what I mean? Like, it would be like, hey, dude, um, remember the vows we made? Like, I didn't have vows with this rando girl. Like, I had vows with you. A hundred percent. So I just, like, don't, like, understand the, you know, hysteria about going after the woman. I also, like, want to do a podcast on healing from affairs. Yeah. Because I feel like it brings up, like, a lot of the stuff in the different types of affairs. Oh, yeah. And, like, what they mean and the damage it does to your relationship. But I also think if you just keep going after the other woman... It doesn't promote any healing within your relationship. Yeah. If you're choosing to stay, which a lot of people do, that's actually more common, uh, especially if the other person is remorseful and willing to do the work. Right. But if you just are mad at the other woman, it doesn't... It's not healing the relationship in any way. It's staying stuck in a cycle of anger. Yeah. Although anger is totally valid and expected. Yeah. And understandable. Let it out. It doesn't move you forward. No. Not at all. I agree. Okay, so... We did have one question. We have one question, and I'm calling it the audience, but again, it's my college girl group text. Um, And 
Laura reads. Let me read the, the question. She said, this is Laura Adams, so shout out to you. Um, she said in her text, it's the crying and smiling that I need unpacked by the therapist, Madeline, and the giggles when she's talking back, when she's talking to Tom backstage. Okay, so... What's your take? So, again, she's referencing, like, when after all was said and done in this episode, like, she and Tom were talking, and it was like, oh, like, this is the consequences of our actions. Ha ha. Like, it was very, it was, it was odd. And not just that moment, but she would giggle or laugh or be blank a lot. So I feel like, in general, we're talking about why she does that. Yeah. I mean, I, I see her as, like, I think we touched on this before, but, like, we talked about a little bit about her trauma history and, like, her like family dynamics and attachment styles are probably you know a little bit off um or just you know has had struggles with that rather and you know I think she's just really detached from self um and you know she had this pendulum swing to like like she was naming like oh I was a people pleaser all my life and then all of a sudden I was doing everything for me and I think she's just actually for the first time I think it's actually catching up to her like oh this does have has consequences and it's like to us the viewer we're all like no shit but like mm-hmm. I, it's I think she's been so I don't want to say dissociated because that feels like too intense of a term but like just just detached and disconnected from self and maybe reality of the situation that I think reality is just settling in for her and she was just like you know so I, I think in that moment she was still kind of detached and like yes. ha, ha, ha. and I think two things off of your point one it does really seem by the thruple comment, by not understanding the consequences of her actions, by all of those things of thinking they would still be friends after, like she said that yeah. with her and Andy yeah. a couple episodes ago, that it does seem like it's all crashing down. And I think a lot of us could relate to when it's all crashing down at once, it is too much to see yeah. how bad it is. Like yeah. all of it at once yeah. that she's just seeing like little bits in little bits that she had no idea were there. Yeah. So I think it's a part of that. Yeah. And the other thing, I agree with the deeper interpretation, if you want to call it that. Right. But I also think that it's also this thing of she's probably so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of people, even though it's inappropriate, laugh or smile when they're uncomfortable that's and true. don't know what to say. Yep. And that's just like what she does. And it's even more off putting Yeah, and like more perpetuating all this bad stuff about her. But I think a part of it is she's just so uncomfortable. Oh yeah. That, that is true too. Like, I think she's trying to cope in some ways of like, I mean, she just, and it just literally got berated strange. on national t- television. So I'm sure like she is, I would probably check out a little bit too. And, and also like totally co- laugh to cope. <laughs> So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I think there's some deeper stuff there, and then also just of... Yeah, just like, yeah, that was a long day, and she got berated, and she probably was just trying to laugh it off. Or I know, not not the exact same by any means, but I know I've been in uncomfortable situations before, and I'll just say something, and then I'm like, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Like, I don't know why the hell. (laughs) I was just really weird, and I don't know why. I wonder if she's having that response now. Like, I wonder if she's watching any of this back, period. But, like, I'm also wondering what she's thinking while she's watching this back. I I would be fascinated to know that. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Me too. Be really interesting. Okay. 
Is well, that our episode? That's our episode. Let's that's all go. we have for you today. Again, um, follow us on Instagram at therapistswatchingbravo. You can also email us at therapistswatchingbravo at gmail.com. We are going to figure out our next couple of episodes, but some topics that we were discussing that I feel like are inspired by Bravo or just um, in mental health are talking about relationship dynamics that are really common to get stuck into, talking about cheating and affairs, yep. the different ties how to recover, mm-hmm. um, how to break up, how to handle breakups. So I think that's kind yeah. of where this podcast is going. And we'd love to hear from you as well. Come along for the ride. It's going to be great. Okay. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.